Welcome to the Bet US Golf, Tennis and Horse Racing channel. I'm Flash and it's the 155th running of the Belmont Stakes, which is the first leg, third leg of the uh, Triple Crown. It's also the 97th running. I'm just making sure that's right. The 97th running of the Belmont Stakes actually at Belmont Park. This is the championship race for me because it's over a championship distance of 12 furlongs, which is a mile and a half. I don't see there's any hard luck stories and it happens to be my favorite horse. Now, before I introduce my expert, I'd like to remind you that we are America's favorite sports book. So we'd like you to subscribe and also ring the bell, which means we'll notify you and you'll never miss any content again. And because you've got Grand Slam tennis events, you've got majors in the golf and also we'll have big races leading up to the Breeders' Cup once we're done with the triple crown races in north america now there's plenty plenty meat on the bone but first of all i'd like you to type in betustv.com forward slash join and uh, there'll be all sorts of offers over there for you my expert my right hand man in fact he's my right and my left hand to be honest it's uh, brian zipsy brian how are you i'm doing well flash uh, i'm looking forward to the third leg of the triple crown before we got on, you said this was going to be the best leg of the Triple Crown, and you very well may be right. I think this has got the best horses. I mean, uh, it's one of those where I always think that the middle leg is always up against it because of the time frame. So you've got the good horses that are aimed at the first one, being a Kentucky Derby. Then they miss it uh, for whatever reason, or they don't get a good run in it. They give them a couple of weeks, few weeks to uh, freshen up, and then they come back to this one. And this one is a mile and four. All the big races around the world, all the derbies, the Oaks for the Phillies, for the Colts, is always over a mile and four, and it's 12 furlongs. Before we start talking about our contenders, we will give you, well, I've wrote up six contenders. They will only be five now, but we'll still mention that sixth horse because it might be a horse that we might see later on in the fall. But first of all, the Preakness. I thought it was a weak Preakness, a weak winner, but we got paid on a weak winner there, Brian. Yeah, it really was a weak race. It was a disappointing race. Uh, it, it, two speed horses, only a seven-horse field in the Preakness, which is disappointing to start with. And then there was only two speed horses in the race, Flash, and, and one of them, the uh, connection said before the race that they were not going to go after that early lead, and uh, that kind of uh, put a damper on uh, 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 the, uh, the, the whole race for me. I, I thought it was really set up for National Treasure to win, he had to work. Blazing Sevens made him work down the stretch, but those slow fractions in a seven-horse field made it a bit of a disappointing race for me. The Belmont will be better. Oh, 100% it will be better because, again, it's over 12 furlongs. So the horses, there's a maximum of 12 in this field so they can get themselves organized. If you find traffic over 12 furlongs, there's a jockey error because you can get yourself in the right position. If you're in the wrong position, don't blame the horse. Just blame the jockey. Now, let's start off then with what we'll do is we'll talk about the uh, the six horses, even though we know one of them's not going to run, and then we'll show you a clip. So we'll start with most recent winner, uh, well, the Preakness winner anyway, was National Treasure. Trainer Bob Baffert told you everything you needed to know. I mean, it went off at like, I don't know, plus 250, was available at plus 300 in the morning of the race, uh, and Julie won, workmanlike, and uh, had it all his own way. Jockey uh, Johnny Velasquez, and the bet US odds to win are plus 600, not for me, Brian. Um, why don't I put on the clip and you can uh, talk me through what you see? 
I will do that. Plus 600 on the Preakness winners, not so bad, especially if you consider the Belmont Stakes. Looks like another race without a lot of speed. But here you see him in the Preakness. They ran uh, one of the slowest early parts of this Preakness in history. 113 and change. So, of course, uh, the Baffert horse, National Treasure, was strong. You mentioned uh, his race in the San Derby where he was finishing that race up well, even though he was destined to be fourth that day. Probably needed the race. He was better in the Preakness. You see some bumping there with blazing sevens in the stretch. But he was so strong after running so slow early. I don't know if he's going to get away with fractions like that on, in the Belmont Stakes. And now you have uh, a little bit more of an X on the back of National Treasure. I don't think uh, the other horses are going to let him get away with a 113.4 in this one. Plus, you got three sixteenths of a mile farther for him to carry his speed. Yeah, there was two or three things. I think every single box that needed tick in for him to go and win the race, he got. He came out of stall exactly. one. He dictated the race. No one took him on. He was then able to stretch from the front. He then started wandering around and looked vulnerable. And then Blazing came and kept him interested by running upside. If it had been like a horse or two horses wide, he may well have gone past because we've seen National Treasure get beat before when a horse instantly goes by. Blazing didn't do that. Blazing went up alongside and then he got into a head-to-head. And listen, the runner-up only went down by, what, a head? So for me, National Treasure, even though it put money in my pocket, I'm not expecting him to put money in my pocket at Belmont Park on June the 10th. Let's go to the second horse, though, because this is a real horse. This horse actually took money in the Kentucky Derby. It's Todd Pletcher, who's likely to be free-handed, by the way. Uh, Louis Saiz is on board, and that plus 400 that might be the best you're going to get, Brian. Again, if you want to uh, have a little look at this, we're going to go back to the Kentucky Derby maybe three or four times with these horses because there's proper horses turning up here, and that's why I'm not with the Preakness winner because these were proper horses, properly fancied in probably the biggest race in the Kentucky Derby. So if you can just pick up where Tappet Trice is when we uh, start the clip. Before we start, I'd like you to just post it there. So... Brian, you can see Tappet there. Yeah, absolutely. Tappet Trice is down on the rail. I, I think we believe he's about 14th place right there, way back in the back of the picture. Pink Silk's the gray horse, not in a good spot because he's inside still, and already Mage and Angel of Empire are outside, and they're making their moves. Tappet Trice, not in a good spot here in the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, and that all obviously came out of five. You can let it run, please, producer, um, because what you'll see is that the, the race has already been killed off for Tappet Trice. Came out of five, horse from six came across, too much speed in three and four, so had nowhere to go. And here you'll see him. He's the grey horse in the pink and the yellow uh, armlets coming round the outside. And in about 50 yards, you'll see that it's no more than hands and heels, and he's just going past dead wood so for me he's had a hard i don't know three quarters of a race but he's not finished off having that hard a race because the race passed him by and the luck just not was not with him now over a mile and four i think we might see tapit trice i mean tapit trice is a danger brian oh absolutely tapit trice was a really good looking horse as you said he took a lot of money in that kentucky derby and as we saw in the clip, he was just a little bit too far out of it inside. 
maybe the Kentucky Derby, maybe all those horses for a pretty lightly raced horse. Maybe the track wasn't to his very best liking. Luis Saez didn't really uh, persevere on him too hard after it was clear that he was not going to win or be one of the top contenders in the Kentucky Derby the last uh, maybe quarter mile or so even. So the Belmont sets up better for him. He's a big, strong, de- late developing son of Tappet. Tappet, of course, has sired several winners of the, uh, of the Belmont Stakes in recent years. Plus, I think the big sweeping turns, everything would seem to fit him better. Uh, not least, uh, least of which flash is the trainer, Todd Pletcher. Uh, he's had great success in the Belmont Stakes as well. This won't be the favorite of the Pletcher horses in the Belmont, but uh, Tappet tries if you kind of look down on his Kentucky Derby. That, that might be a mistake. And there have been a lot of good horses that have run not their best in the Kentucky Derby, waited five weeks, and then really showed off their talents in the Belmont Stakes. Was, was last year's winner, Mo Donegal, was that not one of them that actually was really well fancied going into the uh, Kentucky Derby and then came out and won the Belmont? Yeah, Mo Donegal for, uh, for sure, but I, I'm even thinking of some other cases. Maybe Mo Donegal ran a little bit better Kentucky Derby than Tappet Trice did, uh, but uh, a horse like Creator uh, uh, not that long ago just didn't show his absolute best. Tappet Trice, seventh place, a little disappointing. Things would seem to be setting up better for a mile and a half, Belmont Park, smaller field, a little bit more, uh, a, a little bit more experience under his belt, and that five-week break, which has been so effective for horses in recent years. Yeah, it would read Tappet Trice seventh, never nearer. So basically, the nearest he was ever was at the finishing line. Now, okay, let's go on to horse number three, because for me. <laughs> It's going to be favourite again. This was your Kentucky Derby favourite, like 36 hours prior to post time. Uh, again, Todd Pletcher. Again, I read Ortiz Jr. And at plus 175, anything around plus 200, I wasn't hot on him because I thought with, with all the traffic, the, like the distance and the journey that it was probably going to have to have in the Kentucky Derby, I was happy to go against him. I mean, no rush to go against him at Belmont for the reasons I've already stated. Over 12 furlongs. Looks like it's right in this horse's wheelhouse, Brian. Yeah, there's there's a lot of positive things for Forte, right? He didn't run in the Kentucky Derby. He wanted to run in the Kentucky Derby. They wanted to run him in the Preakness. They couldn't do it in either because of a, of a small bruise on his hoof. So this is the two-year-old champion. This is the horse that hasn't lost in a long time. He's won a bunch of big races at the end of his two-year-old year. He won the Fountain Youth in Florida Derby to start the year. He was a uh, viable favorite. He was certainly the horse to beat going into the Kentucky Derby before that late scratch happened. I will say, of the two Pletcher horses, Forte may not have a couple things that I like quite as much about Tapit Trice. Certainly, Forte is the more proven commodity, but Tapit Trice might be a bred to go that mile and four furlongs, that mile and a half distance that most Americans don't ever see in their careers. A bigger thing over in other countries. Mile and a half is long for these horses. Tapit Trice might be more suited for a mile and a half. Now we have Forte because of those not getting into the Kentucky Derby or the Preakness. He's been away for 10 weeks. I'm not sure that's the best thing. It's not a bad thing for a class horse to get on a track and and prove that he's the best horse. But 10 weeks away is just uh, probably not ideal at least. Okay, let's have a little look at the last time we saw Forte. It was in the Florida Derby. Again, you can take this up, though, because 
he was out way way out of his ground and he came home and at the finishing line you'd think the Belmont Park uh, distance was right right where he wants to be yeah it, it's it's uh interesting looking back at this Florida Derby now what we know Mage did uh by the way we didn't say it but Mage was probably the best horse of the seven horses in the Preakness just totally uh, got no help from the pace, but you see Forte on the far outside here running right by Mage late, and that's impressive now that we know Mage is one of the best thrills in the country in the Kentucky Derby winner. Uh, nine furlongs at Gulfstream, that's, uh, that's a little bit different than 12 furlongs at Belmont Park. Yes, he finished great in that Florida Derby, but I still wonder if Tapage Trice might be a little bit more of a mile-and-a-half horse than the champion Forte. Yeah, the other, there's two things that I, I like about that horse and that, that running is that the jockey's confidence may well play a part uh, come June 10th because, again, it's over a different, uh, much further. So he can sit and be patient and just take his time and just basically thread his way through on, and just basically stalk and make sure he's there at the end. Now, if they go no pace, he's going to have to take closer order very, very, very much earlier because if they kick again uh, he's going to be found out of his ground and might have a little bit too much to do Brian but if it's a genuine normal pace we can get the fractions in his head I think that this horse is going to take all the beating yeah and and, and you, what you talked about there I think is important because if we're talking about the four favorites right now for the Belmont Stakes he got National Treasure the Preakness winner probably will be the fourth choice here the three horses below him are two we've mentioned already, Forte and Tappet Trice, the, the third being, of course, Angel of Empire, who ran such a good Kentucky Derby. Of those three, I actually think that Forte has the most tactical speed. So I, I think we'll see him closer to the pace no matter what in the Belmont than we did in the Florida Derby. Uh, and I think that probably is an advantage to be ahead of maybe his main contenders, Angel of Empire and Tappet Trice early. Okay, let's move on to uh, one of my favourite horses uh, of this season so far, and I hope it stays well, and we see it throughout the year. It's Angel of Empire, uh, Brad Cox, Flavian Pratt. And at plus 350, I will be having a little piece onto this, Brian. And again, we're going to have a little look at the uh, Kentucky Derby. He came third. I've already, it's been well documented that the jockey got caught sleeping by the eventual winner, Mage. I think he's a better horse than Mage. I think on levels and with no interference and basically if the same jockey rode the same horse, Angel would come out on top because it has a turn of foot from a decent pace and it had mid-race speed. Please show us the Kentucky Derby. Brian, you can... Uh, you can just remind me of my tears here because here they are upside each other. Only four horses behind them here. But when he wants to go, he cannot because Mage has already taken his ground. Yeah, Mage got the jump on him. Mage kind of pinned him down just a little bit there uh, for maybe 50 yards coming out of that turn. And that jump proved to be the difference in the Kentucky Derby. I'm not going to argue with you. I think Mage is a very good horse, but I won't argue with you. If you believe Angel of Empire is better than Mage, he very well could be. Angel of Empire has done absolutely nothing wrong this year, winning stakes races in Arkansas and Louisiana. He ended up, after Forte was scratched, at being the actual favorite over Tappage Trice in the Kentucky Derby. Certainly he ran a better race than Tappage Trice did. And, uh, and maybe he, too, uh, just like Forte, a little push button, able to be where he needs to be when they straighten out. And that's a good quality. Mile and a half, it's tough if you are – 
five lengths back when they straighten out, it's tough to make up that kind of ground at that distance. So that's the negative, I think, towards Tappet Trice, where Angel of Empire might have just that a little bit more ability to, to move earlier, like at least we saw in the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, but it's also, we've got to uh, remind people that if the pace is too strong, then the likes of Tappy Trice are going to sit there licking their lips, knowing that the leaders are coming back. But with the likes of Angel of Empire and also Forte, and by the way, I think all three of them are better than your Preakness winner. So that's why I'm more than unhappy to say that the books have probably got this right with having National Treasure in there at Fourth Best. Maybe, maybe the next horse we actually look at could be a little bit better than National Treasure as well, dare I say it. So uh, the next horse we're going to look at is Hit Show. Again, it's Brad Cox. Uh, Manny Franco is your jockey and at plus 1,400, whereas you had National Treasure at plus 600. Uh, Hit Show was fifth, run, basically just run down there um, by, well, I think it was Disarm in the Derby. And again, if you have a little look at this, there's no excuses for this horse. This was a creditable fifth with... Uh, I think, I think all connections would have been, if you said to them, Hit Show would finish fifth in the Kentucky Derby, Brian, they would have bit, well, not just your arm, right up to your shoulder. Yeah, Hit Show ran a good race. And, and one thing you didn't mention about the, the, the Kentucky Derby, again, that was a completely opposite of the Preakness. It was a very, very strong early pace. And uh, we saw horses backing out that were on the pace. Two fills stuck around really well to be second. Hit Show was the only one, other horse in the race that was really forwardly placed early to run a good race, to finish the race off well, to finish fifth, ahead of Tapa Trice, ahead of a lot of good horses. Hit Show also had trouble in his prep before the Kentucky Derby when just missing in the Wood Memorial. I didn't think that was one of the stronger preps as far as competition, but Hit Show certainly was probably the best horse in that Wood Memorial given the trouble that he had. Uh, Hit Show... Another, another, you know, it looks like uh, Pletcher and Cox have a lot of the main contenders here. This is the second one for Cox, and uh, one you can't throw out. He's come from farther back, but he also has just a little bit of tactical speed that was used in the Kentucky Derby. So he's another horse who might get first jump on National Treasure. Yeah, or he might worry National Treasure. Let's have a little quick reminder of what hit show did in the kentucky derby please because when you they're coming and they're spinning round here you've got him what is he like he's coming into what fourth place now coming round the uh, outside so again he's got a clear run he's got nothing like um giving him any problems at all bright if he's quick enough and good enough he's going to get what he deserves and he just basically flattens out and finishes a credible fifth yeah, and that's why we're talking about plus 1,400. He's a nice horse, but the Kentucky Derby was, you know, a good effort. But certainly you look at this and you think, well, two fills was better than him. Certainly Mage and Angel of Empire were better than him. Uh, he did stay ahead of Tapa Trice the whole way. And I, I, as I said, it was a strong pace, so he, he stayed on pretty well. But uh, on the other hand, uh, is he one of the top four contenders? Probably not. No, he's not. But one of the contenders now we're going to look at is not actually going to run, but I'm going to continue uh, doing what I'd uh, basically prepped because Arabian Lion was Bob Baffert's second selection possibly going into this race. He's actually going to be uh, aimed at a shorter Group 1 race. But the reason I put him in, and obviously you can just play the uh, clip for people that may want to look back on this a little bit later. We're going to watch, uh, watch him... I think he was minus like 300, minus 250 in the uh, Sir Barton. And he's had it all his own way. But 
This is a horse I think we're going to see again in other races like later on in the year, Brian. Yeah, he's a talented horse. I, I think the real interesting thing here is that Baffert trains both National Treasure and him. And, and of course, they're both speed horses. And you can see him taking this race over early and then just cruising to the wire here in the Sir Barton. Didn't beat a whole lot. Uh, I, I think it makes sense that they shorten them up now because they don't want to give their better chance to win the Belmont trouble on the front end, and that would be national treasure. But a talented horse, for sure. Yeah. Do you think we might see him at the Breeders? Is he a Breeders' Cup horse? I'm not sure. He's getting better. Uh, first mission, ran him down uh, in the Lexington, beat him uh, uh, pretty fair and square. But uh, Arabian Lion is a horse, uh, maybe a Breeders' Cup dirt mile kind of horse, Flash. Okay, so there's one for your notebooks. Uh, okay, so they are your six contenders. Let's have a little look at the uh, numbers that are on offer at the moment pre-draw because there's also there's a couple of uh, non-runners already that came through to us this morning. The 10, Sun Thunder at plus 2,800 is a non-runner. 11, Prove Worthy at plus 3,300. So two rags. Remember, we're only going to get like a maximum of 12 runners in this race, but 10 and 11 are out. And I mean 10 and 11 as in on that list, not post because the draw is next week. But we've got Forte at plus 175, who anything around plus 200, I think is the horse to be. Angel of Empire, I'm happy to go with one and two. Angel wins and Forte comes second, fair enough. But I think the top three in talent are actually streets ahead um national treasure you know is a plus 600 i think you might get bigger because uh i don't think he's in the same class uh preakness uh hit show it might be the hit show can uh, nudge out national treasure for the uh the super but the try i think you just go one two three don't complicate it uh there's a horse here though brian is arch angelo at plus 1500 um the number six there and another tap it Tappet is just absolutely flying at the moment and has, I think he's had four winners of uh, the Belmont uh, Stakes. So the nine there, Tappet shoes around plus 2,500. Yeah, our, our Archangelo, a son of Arrogate, and Tappet shoes are two very interesting horses for me in here as, I, as we're looking. It looks like a couple of these on the, on the 12 horse list that we have are, are probably not going to run, so we're looking at 10. Uh, but of the ones we didn't mention, Archangelo, certainly the number six. And Tappet Shoes as a real long shot as a horse that I think is developing another one for Brad Cox, a third for Brad Cox, also sired by Tappet, as you mentioned. Uh, could be a horse that is getting better with each start and might be also born for the Belmont, kind of like I was thinking with Tappet Trice. Uh, Archangelo, I, I, I could even see get lower than the plus 1,500 we see now and be below Hit Show as a, as a likely fifth choice in the Belmont. But Tappet Shoes, it's going to have some big odds come Belmont Stakes Day. Okay, and obviously uh, the eight there, Red uh, One, that horse ran with uh, credit, and I think it showed exactly where he's at. Not quite at Group 1 level, but definitely competitive at Group 2 level because uh, he was there with maybe a furlong and a half to go and just did not have, and yet the race for him well, it couldn't have gone any better uh, at all. Maybe they could have gone a, a tad quicker, but if they had, then Mage would have been so much more dangerous than Red Route 1. So remember to join us next week. Obviously, I'm going to give you our best bets in a second, but next week around the same time, 4.30 Eastern, we'll have the draw. 
So that means that we'll be able to then start giving you a picture of how the race runs. But with the, uh, we'll have a little, Q, uh, no Q&A, because uh, again, unless there anybody wants to Do type it. in. Yeah, but maybe we'll have a look at the best bets, why we wait and see if anyone wants to type in, because I think next week will be the when we get the uh, we get the questions, because Forte at plus 175, Angel of Empire at plus 350, one and two, two and one, I don't care, but you've gone with... Uh, those, think, those don't look like my picks for the Belmont, I'm just going to no, throw that out there. No, they're your last ones, but I'm happy because... Uh, <laughs> Because I, I beat all of them, although you did give the uh, winner there a national treasure at plus 450. But you are now then, uh, you can take that off, please, producer, because I can give you Brian's best bets. And then Brian's best bets are Tap It Trice, Forte, and then Tap It Shoes. I'm a bit disappointed the Angel of Empire has not made it in there, but Brian's early picks are Tap It Trice who is the grey from the Kentucky Derby. They had no run at all, really. Forte, who could well be the class horse of all the three-year-olds this year. And another tap it, uh, maybe around plus 2,500, plus 3,300 in tap it shoes. But, Brian, we look forward to uh, next week on Wednesday. Once we've got the draw, we can really get our teeth into it. But as we sit here at the moment, Forte definitely looks like the one to beat. Yeah, Forte's the one to beat. I think his stablemate is a uh, a big threat. And Angel of Empire, you know, that, that Kentucky Derby he ran, got to give him a, a, a lot of uh, respect here. Uh, I Maybe I'm maybe I'm going with the Tappets a little bit too much, but I've just seen how well Tappets do at the Belmont Stakes yeah. over the years. So my top pick and my top long shot, as of now, are a couple yeah. of sons with Tappets. Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Just remember to subscribe and ring the bell so we'll notify you when we're on. But just for now, it's Wednesday at uh, 4.30 Eastern time. So make sure you uh, you join us. And if you want to go over to betus.com, type in betustv.com forward slash join. There's a load of uh, free offers over there. But the more important one, make sure you subscribe. Brian, I'll see you next week. From everyone at BetUS, you take care.